Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. Tonight is part two of diligence. If we can go here to the screen, guys, diligence, it's a virtue that brings success. Diligence is a virtue that brings success. And part one last week, part two tonight, because I want to position you for success. I want to position you for what God has for you in 24. Amen. And I already know he has more in store for you in 24. And you got to believe that. You got to expect that. You got to decree that to receive that. Amen. It can't just be me. You have to believe it for yourself. So diligence is a skill. Diligence is a skill. What do you mean by that? You can get better. A skill set, if you work on it, you can get better. So diligence is a virtue, but diligence is a skill. So you and I want to get better at being diligent people every day of our life until Jesus comes back or we die. The opposite of diligent is laziness, is laziness. And for you Bible students, if you ever want to have a great Bible study during the holidays here on your own, get a strong concordance, look up the word lazy, look up the word lazy, and you'll be in the book of Proverbs for the rest of this year, all right? Because Proverbs tells you what happens to a slothful, idle, lazy person, and you and I don't want to be that because we don't want that. We're not those kind of people. We're not those kind of people, lazy, slothful, idle, entitlement, waiting for something to happen, okay? Three kinds of people don't know what's happening, right? Uh, waiting for something to happen or making something happen. You and I want to make it happen. That's diligence. So the opposite of that is being lazy, idle, slothful, entitlement, waiting for it to happen. We don't, want to, we don't want to be those kind of people. So we're going to review just for a minute, and then we'll get right into new material tonight. But this is so important, I want to hear it again, okay? So let's look at it. Next slide, guys. Definition, I looked it up in Webster. Steady application. So we find out, I want to make it simple, we find out that to get the word to work, you have to work it. You have to work the word for the word to work. I gave you the illustration last Wednesday night. I grew up in the church. I'm thankful for my heritage. I'm thankful for all the pastors I had growing up and the church I grew up in. I'm thankful my dad was a deacon. My mom was a Sunday school superintendent and teacher. They always would tell me what I needed to do from the Bible. They would tell me what the Bible said, but they didn't break it down and tell me how to work it, how to make it work. And so that's what last Wednesday night tonight is all about, how to get the Word to work for you. There's nothing more frustrating to have a Bible and not see it come to pass in my life, right? So we want to work it and make it work. Diligence is steady application. It's being consistent day in and day out. It's consistent effort to achieve or to accomplish. Do you know that diligence is attached to what you and I receive in this world and the next. 
this is huge. This is worth this is worth rushing from work and school and getting here tonight and not having supper, okay? This is worth that right there. Diligence determines your rewards in this world and the world to come. And I'm going to end with that tonight. Diligence is connected to your rewards in this world and the world to come. So we want to be skilled at diligence. We want to develop it. We want to grow in it. Uh, a, a, a synonym of a diligent person is a hard-working person, a hard worker, a hard, smart worker. So diligence, say it with me, is steady, application, consistent effort that results in achievements and accomplishments. Wow. So we, we, the big idea that I left you with last Wednesday night, and seriously, you pray because I want you to catch this in your spirit. I really want to help you. It is that a, a diligence, a diligence is a must for the promises of God to come to pass in my life. They won't come to pass just because they're written. They won't come to pass just because they're promised. They won't come to pass just because I have a Bible in my hand or on my smartphone or I read the one-year Bible. For the promises to come to pass, I have to add diligence to the promises of God. Y'all with me on that tonight? That's worth being a Wednesday night attender. That right there, I'm serious. Because people get frustrated, they get born again, they start living for the Lord, and then it gets a little harder, and and they have to stand a little longer, and things are a little more difficult, and, and they don't know how to get the word to work, and they get frustrated, and then they wonder, it doesn't work. Why isn't it working? Okay? And then they give up and they quit. You and I don't want to do that. You and I, you and I want to get skilled at diligence, develop diligence, grow in our diligence. It's connected to our rewards in this world and the world to come. Diligence is a must to be applied to the promises of God for them to come to pass. Can I say it another way? We're going to have to stand for a lot of things we're believing for. That's amplified version. We're going to have to stand for what we're believing for. Most of the time, it's not automatic. Can I say that after 40 years in one church, walking with the Lord, experiencing all kinds of experiences, what I found out, I've had to stand for most of the things I believe God for. Didn't happen immediately. Didn't happen overnight. Didn't happen over a week. Sometimes it took years. That's diligence. That's diligence. A good friend of mine who's a mentor, he's in his 70s, he's a nationally known preacher, he got cancer three years ago. He got cancer, okay? He's telling the story that when he got cancer, he went to God. Now, this is a nationally known, if, you, if I would say you would all know who he is, nationally known, world known, famous preacher, mentor in Kim and I's life for 40 years, okay? Before we came and started this church, he was a mentor in our life. He got cancer three years ago. And he wasn't getting his healing. And so he said that he went to God and he prayed. He said, God, why won't you heal me? He said, I've been standing, I've been waiting, and nothing's happening, and I'm still not healed, I still have cancer. Why won't you do something? And he said, down deep on the inside, didn't hear an audible voice, but a still small voice on the inside, I will be able to heal you when you cooperate with me. I'll be able to heal you when you cooperate with me. Oh, that's powerful. So we have something to do. We have a part to play. So you know what he said? God began to tell him to change his diet. 
He had cancer, changed his diet, started exercising, and guess what? Today, three years later, he's cancer-free. Cancer-free. Okay? Well, what did he have to do? Cooperate with God. What is that? Diligence, effort. Diligence, effort every day, being consistent, working with God, working the word until the word works. That's a word for somebody tonight that God's been waiting on somebody here tonight for your breakthrough, for you to cooperate with him. He wants to tell you some things to do and apply the word in your life. And diligence is steady, consistent application of the word. In other words, can I break it down? Being a doer. Turn to two people and say, I am a doer of the word of God. And I am blessed in my due diligence. Oh, can we thank him for that tonight? Come on, let's thank you for revelation. Due diligence. Okay, so let's, let's continue, guys. Next slide, if we could. Benefits of diligence. We looked at seven last Wednesday night. I'm not going to go into depth. I'm just going to go overview real quick for those of you that weren't here. Benefits of diligence. Now, don't forget, big idea tonight is my diligence determines my rewards and achievements in this world and the world to come, heaven, the next world, okay? Billy Graham said he, believes, he believed that there are, uh, there are, human, there are uh, uh, people or whatever beings on other planets all over the universe, that this isn't the only world that God created, this isn't the only thing God created, that he created the universe and the galaxy. This is Billy Graham that there are more live things on other planets than America, than the world, Europe, Asia, the whole wide world. He got the whole world in his hand, but he's got all the universe and galaxies in his hand as well. What I'm saying is this, the next world is bigger than you think, okay? You're not going to be in a white robe on a cloud with a harp. That would be boring. I wouldn't desire that, okay? So let's look at it. Next slide, guys. Okay, let's look. Number one, it takes diligence to get closer to God and please God. All right, for that, Hebrews 11. Look at the scripture here, Hebrews 11:6. Look for the word diligent. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he or she that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who? There's the word. There's the word. If I'm going to seek him and find him, I've got to be diligent. I've got to put effort into it, and I've got to be consistent. Okay? Steady application. Next, number two, it will make you, I'm sorry for people who get mad about money at church. Okay? But did you know Jesus talked more about money than heaven? He talked more about money than heaven. Okay? And I found out being in this building for decades and that one for decades and here for four years, the only people down through the years that would get mad at me when I talked about money were those who had a problem with it. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we understand money is not our God. God's our God. Money's our servant, right? We're not a slave to it. It's a slave to us. We know what to do with it. Not be selfish, but build the kingdom, right? Take care of our family. So it will make you rich, okay? Staying at it, not quitting, hanging in there, don't give up. No matter how long it takes, you stand. That's diligence. It will make you, in the long run, rich. Look at the scripture, Proverbs 
10.4. Look at the word diligent. He becomes poor that deals with a slack hand. That's a lazy person. But the hand of the diligent makes you rich. King James Version. Number three, benefits of diligence. It causes you to be promoted and rise up in leadership. Man, I'm an employer, and I look for people who are diligent. I'm not going to promote anybody who's lazy, comes late, leaves early. They don't put their whole heart into it. I'm not going to promote them or give them a raise or a bonus, okay? So if I want to be promoted where I work, I've got to be developing the skill of diligence. It will bring promotion in your life, staying at it, getting up and doing it even when you don't feel like it, you know, just being consistent, just putting forth your best effort, giving the best version of yourself. That's diligence. Under that scripture, Proverbs 12, 24. Look for the word diligent. The hand of the diligent will bear rule. Rule there means leadership. But a lazy person, a slothful person, a person that's waiting for something to happen, once it's given to them, will be under tribute. Next benefit of diligence, number four, it will cause us to attract the resources we need. We said last Wednesday night, if you want something done, get a busy person. That's what that is. Want something done? Get a busy person. Causes you to attract the resources you need. Under that, Proverbs 12.27. Look for the word diligent. The lazy person roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but the substance or the resources that of a diligent person will be precious. Okay? I love this. I'm kind of hurrying through, but if you want, if you want the, the long version, you know, get last Wednesday night's teaching, okay? All right, let's go to the next benefit. It will bring prosperity. I didn't say it. God said it. It will bring prosperity. If I just hang in there, if I just keep being a doer of the word, even when I don't feel like it, it looks like nothing's happening, diligence is being a doer, it's being consistent, it's showing up, it's not quitting, you're counted on, you're dependable, you're stable, it'll bring prosperity. Proverbs, under that, Scripture, 13.4. Look for the word diligent. The soul of a lazy person wants a whole bunch of stuff but never gets it. But the soul of the diligent will be made fat. That's not calories. <laughs> Praise the Lord. During the holidays, that's not calories. Fat there is a word for prosperity, okay? Next slide, guys. Okay, number six, benefit of diligence. It works like a magnet. It will attract increase in your life. It will attract. It's like a magnet. Increase in your life. Proverbs, next slide, 21.5. Look for the word diligent. The thoughts, so it's real important, our thoughts of the diligent tend only to plentiness. Notice that a diligent person doesn't concentrate on lack. They concentrate on plenty. You always have lack if you think lack. You always have poverty if you're poverty-minded. If you have a poverty spirit, you'll always be in lack. So we have to change the way we think and our spirit from lack to abundance or plenty. Plenty starts in my head. Do you know that? Beloved, I pray above all things that you would prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. And your soul is your head. 
It's your mind, will, and emotions. So prosperity starts in your head, your thought life. So a diligent person, they manage their thought life and they're thinking plenty because they understand the benefits of being a hard worker, a smart worker. You see, Pastor, I am where I work, but they don't promote me. They don't recognize me. Big hairy deal. God does. God does. And the Bible says who God promotes, man cannot demote. And you want God to promote you and not man anyway. Okay? So if they're not recognizing your diligence where you work, you just stay at it because God is. God is. And you're working for God, not them anyway. That was for somebody tonight. Praise God. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenty. But everyone that is hasty gambles down the river boat only has lack. Quick, rich schemes don't work. Okay? Quick, Rich schemes don't work. Okay, next benefit. Number seven, this is where we ended last week. It will bring you success in your business, your enterprise, and your investments. Diligence, if I'm a hard worker, if I just stay after it, if I put forth the best effort, if I give the best version of myself, if I'm a diligent person, steady application, no matter how I feel, no matter the circumstances, no matter how long it's taking, okay? Now, if I just keep doing it, then God says, eventually, these are the benefits I can expect. It will bring success in your business, your enterprise, and your investments. Proverbs, next slide, guys. Proverbs 22, 29. Look for the word diligent. Do you see a man or woman who's diligent in their business, career, or job? They'll be promoted before kings. They will not stand before mean men. Okay? So notice promotion in your business comes to a diligent person. Steady application. I'm a doer of the word, and I'm going to stand till I see things change. I'm going to stand till I see things change. If I make up my mind to do that, it seems like it comes quicker. I'm going to say that again. If I make up my mind that I'm going to stand, no matter how long it takes, and believe God and confess the word, it seems like the devil gives up, and it comes quicker. But if I'm wishy-washy, I don't know if I can take this, handle this, endure this. I don't know if I want to. It's taken so long. Why isn't the word working? Then the devil has me right where he wants me. Has me right where he wants me. Am I helping anybody tonight? Okay, so next, next slide, guys. Let's pick up now. So the big idea is diligence has to be applied to God's promises. I have to cooperate with him for them to work. I have to do my part which is say them, believe them, and act on them. Diligence is saying the word, believing the word, acting on the word. Diligence is being a doer of the word simply means I say it every day, I believe it every day, and I act on it every day. Act like it's so. When it ain't so, so it becomes so. Am I helping anybody tonight? Boy, there's an anointing here tonight. Wow, somebody's ears are being healed right now. Somebody's left eye is being healed right now. Oh, in the name of Jesus, if that's you, just receive it in Jesus' name. Ulcers, God's healing you right now, those ulcers. In Jesus' name, if that's you, claim it. Big idea, diligence has to be applied. Well, I, I, I read the word, and I, I believe the word, and why isn't it happening? And Because uh, if I'm not working it, it's not going to work. I work it until it works. Does that make sense? My mindset is I'm going to work it until I see it working. I'm not going to give up or quit. All right? 
So the big idea is diligence has to be applied to God's promises in order for them to come to pass. Does that communicate to everybody tonight? Okay, so say it again. I am a doer of the word. Oh, praise God. Okay, next slide, guys. Next slide. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 and 2. Look for the word diligent. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 and 2. It lists the blessings, the blessing of the Lord. So for me to have a blessed life, I have to be a diligent person. I don't get blessed just because I'm a Christian. I don't get blessed just because I go to church on the rock. I don't get blessed because I read my one-year Bible. I have to be a diligent person for the blessings of the Lord to chase me down and overtake me. Okay? So let's look at it. Look for the word diligent. And if you will hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, do the word of God, the Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth, verse 2, and all these blessings. If I'm diligent, all these blessings. If I'm a doer of the word, which is saying it, believing it, acting on it, acting on it, okay? All these blessings will come on you, overtake you, and chase you down. Do you all see the prerequisite? Diligence is the, it's a missing factor for so many Christians, because they think just because I got born again, I'm going to see the blessings of the Lord on my life. No way. I have to cooperate with God by being a saying it, believing it, doing it, applying it. How do you apply it? You act like you have it before you have it. You act like the person you want to become. You act like you see yourself with it before you have it. You've all heard the story. 40 years ago, we started this church. We were in O'Fallon, Highway P, no building, no office, no nothing. I would get up in the morning. We had 50 people in this church. I put a three-piece suit on, navy blue, white shirt, red tie. I looked like a politician. I had no beard then, okay? I looked like a politician. I get up, had no office, no place to go, no staff. I get up, and I go down to our basement, to that metal desk like one you see in the lobby over there, and I pretended... I saw you. I pretended I saw all that you see going on. Okay? The law of imagination. All right? So next, guys, let's go to the next slide. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5. Guys, can we go all the way for sake of time to the King James Version? Let's just bump it to the King James Version, okay? All the way down the, the thing. We're going through the Amplified. We're going through the Passion. Okay, thank you so much. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 through 11. Diligence determines the rewards, achievements we get in this world and the world to come. Okay? And beside this, giving, look for the word diligence, giving all. Oh, and beside this, giving all diligence. I want to show you from this passage of Scripture how to remove lack from your life, how to reveal the purpose of God and calling for your life, and how to increase your rewards in the next world, okay? I want to show you how to get rid of lack in your life. I want to show you how to get rid of a poor self-image and identity and discover your purpose and increase your rewards in this world and the world to come. It's all in this passage right here. 
And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. So diligence doesn't subtract from you. It brings addition into your life. Diligence. Well, boy, I'm just tired of showing up and serving, paying my tithe, reading my Bible. I'm just tired. I've been doing it for so long. It doesn't work. I mean, I've tried it. You know, why do I have to wait so long? You know what? That's the wrong mindset. That's the devil's lie on your shoulder because diligence brings addition. In other words, it pays off in the long run, okay? What would have happened if Kim and I, after we started this church and, you know, three years we were in this building, what would have happened if we would have quit after being in this building for five years? You wouldn't be here tonight. You wouldn't be here tonight if we would have quit. You wouldn't be here tonight. This whole campus and a worldwide ministry wouldn't be here tonight if we would have quit, okay? So, Diligence brings addition into your life, not subtraction. So tell the devil to go to hell. Oh. Boy, only on Wednesday night, you guys. Because that's where he's going, right? That's where he's going. So besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue, knowledge. Next verse. Look at the list. And to knowledge, temperance, which is self-control. And to temperance, patience, which is perseverance. And to patience, godliness. Now, for me to develop in all these areas, what does it take? Diligence. Develop my faith. Virtue, that's excellence. Knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness. It doesn't just happen. I have to work at it. I have to... I mature, I develop, and I grow through diligence. Okay? Next verse, verse 7. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love or charity. Next verse, verse 8. For if these things are in you and abound. So diligence brings increase, abundance, causes us to abound in our Christian walk. He said, if you're diligently working on these virtues, if you're diligently working on all of these things, you'll begin to abound in your Christian walk. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall never be barren, that's lack, or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9, but he that lacketh these things is blind, you don't have the big picture, don't have revelation, don't see or understand why, cannot see afar off, has forgotten that he was purged or she was purged from their old way of life. Verse 10, wherefore the rather brethren give, look for the word, what? Diligence. Give diligence to make your what? Calling. I, I won't discover or develop my calling without the skill of diligence. I work on me every day. I work the word till it works every day. It's steady application. No matter if I get weary or I get tired, I'm not going to quit. I made a quality decision. I see the end of the race. I see the fruitfulness. I see the plenty. I see the rewards and the blessings and the benefits. So no matter what people do around me, quit, get lazy, get idle, give up, doubt God, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to be a diligent person. Do you remember I told you years ago it was Bob Harrison? 
came to this church, and he said, you know, back then at that time when he came, you know, we were like the fastest growing church in St. Charles County. All that was going on, I mean, all that was happening at that particular time. And Bob came to me and he said, what do you think your key to success is? I said, Bob, I don't know. I said, Bob, you tell me. He said, diligence. He said, you just stay after it year after year. You don't quit. You don't wear out. You keep putting pressure on your circumstances by applying the word. Remember, for the word to come to pass, for the promises to come to pass, it takes diligence. Wherefore, rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling sure. If you do these things, you will never fall. You will never be a loser, a quitter, or give up. You will never fail or fall. I love that. If we add diligence to all of those virtues that it listed, we will abound. We will get closer to God. We'll discover our calling. We'll develop our calling. Oh, hallelujah. We'll develop endurance. We'll run our race. And we will not be unfruitful. We will achieve. We will accomplish. And we will never fall. We will never fail. Now, what that means is we may fall, but we don't stay down. We bounce back up, right? We may fail, but we are not failures because we're lifelong learners. Can we have a praise, 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 praise? Glory to God. All right? Now, I end with this verse, verse 11. Now, look at this. I said at the very beginning, diligence determines my rewards and achievements in this world and the world to come. So, for so an entrance shall be ministered to you abundantly into heaven and to the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, what is this talking about? An abundant entrance into the kingdom of God. An abundant entrance. When you go through the pearly gates, you won't just be slipping through, sliding through, barely through, begging through, barely made it, you'll go into the next world with an abundant entrance. Do you understand what that means? What you did here with that skill of diligence not only brought achievements and rewards in this world, but it's going to affect when you die and go to heaven into the next world, the everlasting kingdom. There are some people that are going to make it, but they're not going to make it through with an abundant entrance. They're going to barely make it through. My brother, my brother who died with a brain tumor, okay, at age in his early 20s, he was not a Christian. He was never a Christian. He was never backslidden. He never gave his heart to Christ until he was on his bed the night before his surgery in the hospital. And my pastor, Leroy Butts was his name, and Assemblies of God pastor, went and led my brother to the Lord on his bed before he went to surgery, and he died. He's in heaven, but he didn't get an abundant entrance. I'm thankful he's there. I'm going to see him very soon. But he's not going to have the rewards that I'm going to have. He's not going to have the plenty, the position, the rewards, the authority that I'm going to have. He made it through, but not abundantly. 
You and I want achievements in this world. We want to run our race, fulfill our calling, nothing missing, nothing lacking. We want to accomplish everything God wants us to accomplish in this world so that through diligence that happens, and then that will affect how you enter the next world. Everybody say, an abundant entrance because I'm a diligent believer. I apply diligence to the promises of God, and they come to pass. Oh, thank you, Lord. Now, let's, let's give you some takeaways real quick. How do I develop diligence? Have I helped anybody these two weeks? Oh, praise God. Praise God. I feel it. Something's happening tonight with us in Jesus' name. So how do I build diligence? Okay? Give you a few ways. Number one, it takes desire. It takes desire. You know, God works with our desires. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Now, what that actually means is that you delight yourself in the Lord, fall madly in love with God, work on your relationship, and he'll put his desires for your life in your heart. And then he brings them to pass. Okay? So every great thing we do for God, you're setting tonight in a desire that Kim and I had. This was a desire. Okay? It all starts with a desire. Okay? Then number two, it goes to a dream. It goes to a dream. Wow. you got to have a dream, a God-given dream to have diligence. you got to be pregnant with something on the inside that God deposited in your spirit that if we'll cooperate with him, he'll bring it to pass. Remember the story I told you of my mentor who had cancer, praying and asking God, God, why haven't you healed me? And God said, because you're not cooperating with me. When we start to cooperate with him, then our dreams begin to come to pass. Number three, it takes the habit and habits every day, building those habits that build diligence. Habits that build diligence, being the work on time, doing extra, going the extra mile. Jesus talked about if they ask you to go one mile, go two. It, it, I know that's not popular today, but didn't he say that? Didn't Jesus say, if they ask you at work to do one thing, ask what else you can do. That's a diligent person. Practicing doing more, practicing, can I take on more? You know, when I was working at a Hy-Vee food store, you know, that comes out of Iowa. It's all over the Midwest. It's like Deerberg's. You know, I was working in the produce department, the meat department. I went to my produce manager and I said, what can I do? And he said, well, I'm having trouble for guys coming in and doing extra. I said, I'm your man. I said, what else do you have problems with? This, that, and the other. I said, I'm your man. What other people wouldn't do, I would do. That's diligence. I got promoted to be manager, okay? We're talking about a large store, all right? Not a mom and pop thing. Diligence, habits. You do extra. You go the second mile. You ask for more. You do it with excellence. You come early. You stay late. I know it's not popular, but that's diligence. Those are habits, small little things. Number four is you draw from the right relationships. You draw for diligence. I can't hang around lazy people. I can't hang around people who are slothful, who are lazy, who are satisfied and content 
and don't want to do anything more than what they're already doing. I can't hang around them. Love them, pray for them, but I can't hang around them if I'm going to be a diligent person. I have to be around diligent people. It's the spirit that's contagious to be a diligent person. I actually learned diligence from my father. My dad was a diligent father and dad. He was a hard worker. He, he was a hard worker, bless his heart. And I learned that from my dad. And then also I learned diligence. I was a little boy, second, third grade from my grandfather who was a farmer. I learned it from my grandfather and my father, how to work hard, how to do extra, how to go the extra mile. I was around the right people. You want to be around right relationships to build your diligence. You don't want to hang out with people who want entitlement. They want things given to them. They take things for granted because that's only going to hold you back. It's only going to hold you down from the dream God has for your life. And number five, we're going to quit. Claim God's promises for diligence. You claim the promises, for example, the seven that I gave you tonight and last Wednesday night, write those down, begin to confess them. You, you claim a promise by saying it. You claim a promise by saying it, okay? You claim it by saying it. So you need to find the promises. I gave you an illustration of promises in the Bible scriptures. Write those down. You've written those down. Begin to say them and claim them and personalize them. Five ways to build diligence. I know God has more in store for every one of you in 2024. But for it to come to pass, it's going to take diligence. I'm done. Did I help anybody tonight? What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.